Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 13 of my podcast, Aussie Talks. We've got a really exciting episode here for you today. We're going to be speaking about the current state of the AFL and what sort of transpired over the last 72 hours, everything from the inability of professional footballers who are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to kick straight, um, also looking at the Jack Ginovan, or Ginovan, sorry, uh, booing saga or whatever you want to call it we're also going to be speaking about the deshaun watson suspension in the nfl going to be speaking about man united being absolutely rubbish got our big call 60 second ramp so plenty of action in the episode today so without further ado let's get into our first segment of the day and that is the current state of the afl Now, as I've made pretty clear to uh, consistent listeners of this podcast, I'm a Saints fan. And for anyone who tuned in on Friday night, we played a quarter of football and probably should have beaten Brisbane. Now, I made the big call earlier in the year that Brisbane could win the flag, or I think they will win the flag. After that performance, it's not great because, look, they weren't shocking. We, you know just shot ourselves in the foot and should have won. And look, the fact is that the St Kilda Football Club season has been a failure. Eight and three at the bye. And so far after the bye, we were three and eight. So we've just basically flipped our season on its head. And you know why? You know you know why that happens? It's when you can't kick for goal. Like it's pretty important. I don't know anyone who you know pays attention to AFL. Usually, as a general when general rule, when you kick more goals than the other team, you win. As a as a general rule, you know you got exceptions, but that's sort of how things go. On Friday night, biggest game for the year for the Saints. Have to win to stay in contention for the finals. You're playing against Brisbane, who you played you know decently against up there when you played them earlier in the year. Max King kicks zero goals five. Max King kicks zero goals five. And I know he's a young player. He's got so much potential. But the fact is this. The St Kilda Football Club last season were offered. Matthew Lloyd said I would do it for free. To speak to Max King and go, this is how you can improve. We turned him down because we think we're so good. I very, very rarely agree with what Kane Corn said, but he said this on the Sunday footy show, and he is 100% spot on. So flatly denying that they will accept any help from outside the club. Once again, I'll say it is arrogant, it is precious, and they're looking after their own ego. Max King is crying out for help. He's asked for help, and his football club is denying him of that, and it's costing his team. Well, so that's not a volcano at Max King. That's a volcano at the St Kilda Football Club for... Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to say it again for the arrogance in thinking that they can fix a problem that they clearly can't. Well, it is. It is protecting our ego. We, as a football club, think that our current forward coaches, and I don't know if it's Jared Ruffhead who's overseeing him, I don't know if it's another bloke, one of the assistant coaches, I don't know if it's the other forwards, whatever it is, his goal-kicking goal technique is flawed. Now, I know this sounds rich coming from a guy who played two seasons of football and kicked one goal, and that was in his second last game. But the fact is this. As a general rule, don't spin the ball in your hands when you're walking in to have a set shot. Have a look at the greatest goal kickers in the history of the AFL. 
Tony Lockett, Jason Dunstall, Buddy Franklin, Gary Ablett Sr., just naming some off the top of my head. Go back and have a look at their technique. Do they spin the ball in their hands when they're walking in? What sort of logic? I don't know who's teaching this. Everything in the AFL has gotten better over the last 40 years. Goal kicking is now appalling. It's terrible. The fact is that key forwards now to win the Coleman only have to kick 60 goals. And now that's granted to a point that the game's changed a bit. Big fours can't kick goals. Max King this year, 47 goals, 41. He should be winning the Coleman. And have a look at Friday night. There was one that, you know, was a rush kick, so you can have that one. But there were four, like, pretty much directly in front. And, you know, you might miss one, you might miss two. But he was zero goals, five in the biggest game that St Kilda have had all season. All season. And we turned up like that. Everything's gotten better in the AFL. Kicking has it. I was speaking to a mate. He's a Brisbane fan. And uh, he was telling me, why are players now spinning the ball in their hands? He plays footy himself. He was telling me he worked on his goal-kicking routine this year. He wasn't spinning the ball in your hands. It just makes things more difficult. Why would you not just keep it simple? Get momentum through your run-up so you're not leaning back like Max King does every time and kick through the ball. Now... Hopefully, when I come back to this podcast in a year, six oh, year, eight months, nine months' time, when Max King's leading the Coleman and St Kilda are actually performing to the best of their ability, this age is so poorly because he puts work in over the off-season and actually kicks a ball properly. Hopefully, that happens. But the fact is that goal-kicking, and especially with St Kilda, have a look at the last six years of the St Kilda Football Club. They have been ranked, with the exception of 2020, in the bottom three teams when it comes to set shot accuracy. 2020 was the only year. I don't know what happened there, short in quarters, whatever it was. We actually kicked well then. Now we can't kick. Earlier in the year, we played Port Adelaide. We kicked four goals 18. Four goals 18 in a game of football. How does that even happen? And it wasn't pouring rain. We're kicking in an indoor stadium and we had a player kick zero goals five. I rest my case. I'm not happy. I hope this ages so poorly. And Max King, look, as a Saints fan, we love you. But, man, work on that goal kicking, and you will be an All-Australian, and you will be terrorizing the league for 10 years. Just don't spin the ball when you walk in. It's not hard. Just, just you know, just keep it normal. You know, just keep it simple, and it'll go through the big sticks. Rising star Jack Ginnivan needed medical treatment this morning, but fans in Sydney had little sympathy. Now, this segment here is based on an Instagram poll that I put out a couple of hours ago based on Jack Ginnivan's uh, booing, uh, jeers, whatever you want to call it, that happened at the SCG on the weekend. Now, don't get me wrong. Good old Jackie boy here is a rising star. He does look a little bit lost out there, but he's had a very good year and full credit to him. Now, before I reveal the results of this poll, I want to say that personally, you shouldn't be booing someone when they're injured, but you always open yourself up to abuse and to people just not liking you when you abuse the rules. Look at Joel Selwood. Now, he's gotten a little bit better as he's gotten older. People have started to respect him with how many games he's played, but the fact is that... Jack 
Ginevan, Ginevan Farah. I always get it wrong. Jack Ginevan ducks his head and drops the knees at every single contest. And they had to change the high tackle rule because of him. And of course, they are targeting him. The umpires are not paying high tackle free kicks as much to him when they should be. Now, to reveal this poll, 52% said no, they shouldn't be booing him. 29% said yes, and we had 19% of people saying, I don't care, I don't watch footy. So thank you for those who participated in that poll. Now, I made a mine, and I won't reveal who that person is, but he is a listener of this podcast. Uh, he messaged me saying, in regards to the poll, that Jack Ginevan is the most punchable fella in the league, bar maybe Tom Lynch and Shy Bolton. Now, I don't know what he's got against Shy Bolton, but Tom Lynch, I tend to agree. The fact is, no one likes... Sorry, not no one likes him. People dislike him because he drops the knees and abuses the rules and then laughs about it. Now, you should never boo someone who is injured unless they've done it in a really dumb way, as we saw with Josh Kennedy earlier in the year when he did a hamstring after running through a Carlton player. That's the only time you'd see a boo. The fact is you don't boo injured players, but he is a bit of a character and he probably opens himself up to it. So I just wanted to get my thoughts out on that. Thank you to all who participated in that poll. Uh, It's something I'm wanting to do a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, thanks for that one individual who sent me a pretty firm message about uh, his thoughts when it came to the booing of this uh, of Jack one last thing on the AFL before we move on basically happened today just shows that the AFL media can just jump the gun on things really really quickly so I was sitting in class today and it I get a message saying Ben Rutten the coach of the Essendon Football Club uh, has been sacked so I'm then speaking to a couple of my mates. I'm like, geez, Alistair Clarkson, you know, who, who's the next job for them? They lost by 86 points on the weekend. Um, I know a couple of Essendon fans who are pretty, you know, get him out of there. He's pretty rubbish. I don't think he's your biggest issue, but I don't think he's a very good coach either way. Um, and then he wasn't sacked. And then he was again. They said they're going to announce it. And then he wasn't. So Essendon, what the hell? Is this your PR or is this the media? Now, the AFL media are known for jumping the gun on these sort of things. They go first and they don't get the accurate information. My gut feel is is that someone on the board or someone within the Eston Football Club has met with Alistair Clarkson. That's actually been revealed uh, just in the last couple of hours. They have met, and Clarko um, is probably going to sign with North. So Eston have done everything they can to try and open up that uh, head coaching position for Clarko if he wants it. Now, one or two things are going to happen this weekend. Essendon are playing uh, Richmond, and Richmond can't really move from their spot unless they were to lose by a comfortable margin. Essendon are either going to come out this week and actually play re- really well, or they'll lose by 100 points. Because especially, what's the coach doing? He's like, Farrah, I've got no job security. I know that I'm gone. You can't say that I'm sacked and then I'm not, and then I am, and then I'm not. You know, the club president stepped down, and he should have stepped down ages and ages ago. He was a shocker, and any Essendon fan will tell you that firsthand. But just want to speak about how the media just jump the gun on these sort of things and it's more first and not accurate information i feel like if you don't hear it directly from the club anymore it's not correct information but that was the uh media circus that we've had basically in the last 12 hours uh here in the afl world (laughs) 
Now, I have spoken about the NFL a couple of times on this podcast, but since it's been the off-season, it hasn't really been a key topic. But since my last podcast, and it was a while ago, so I apologize again for that, Deshaun Watson. Now, regardless... I'm not going to actually, you know what, I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty details. If you want to find out his whole situation, go search it up for yourself. There's plenty of public information about it. Basically, he has been accused of some acts that are not very good by over 25, I think. There was 25 different lawsuits, and he settled uh, only one out of court and the other 24 dropped and sort of combined into that case. Now, That'll never be public record how much he paid or how much or the non-disclosure agreement, blah, 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 blah. The fact is that Deshaun Watson was suspended for six games by the NFL. Now, there is this thing, presumption of innocence, and I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's very important, especially in a legal system and in a, a sporting system. But the fact is this is the NFL. The NFL actually make FIFA like a, look like a half-decent sporting organization because let's think about this real quick for anyone who's followed the nfl over the years there was a guy named ray rice now he was a star running back for the baltimore ravens he was caught on video being you know abusing his wife the nfl ignored it ignored it ignored it oh he's a star player he's great for our box office oh damn the video oh we better suspend him now even more recently calvin ridley was suspended for a, a whole year for betting on games now i will say that you shouldn't be betting on games but he gets a year and deshaun watson when there's a precedent for suspensions to happen even though there is a presumption of innocence he gets six games which is nothing another one josh gordon He's been smoking marijuana since he came out of the womb, that bloke. But he's been suspended five times by the NFL, which has led to like 60 games of him missing. He's only played one full season. Now, that's breaking the substance policy. Again, warranted. But Deshaun Watson, on the other hand, has 25 legal cases, settles one out of court, and the NFL gives him six weeks. That, that's what the judge gave him. And then what do they do? Oh, hang on. Where's some moral superiority? Instead of uh, actually accepting this decision and just showing that the NFL is a joke as it is, we're going to make them look even more stupid. What we're going to do is we're going to get a technicality in where the commissioner of the NFL could have the final say. They've appointed a new judge to oversee the case and potentially give him another suspension. Potentially. But Roger Cadell, the corrupt zillionaire in the NFL that no one actually likes, could actually make the decision. The NFL, like I said, the NFL makes FIFA, you know, the AFL, Cricket Australia, ICC look like absolute saints. So that's my thoughts on that. Whether Deshaun Watson did it or not, who knows? It'll be all in a non-disclosure agreement. But the fact is there's been a precedent set that even though that these cases are handed out by the law and outside of the NFL world, they are suspended for a year or more. The fact is, six weeks. Come on, man. That's rubbish. This could be four. Oh, no! Oh, no! You're having a laugh! It's four nil after 34 minutes! Don't do this! You can't do this! 
Now, being a Liverpool fan, this segment here provides me uh, a lot of joy in doing, although the fact that we have started the season drawing to Fulham and Crystal Palace and basically Man City have already won the league, but you've got to enjoy when your rivals are absolutely rubbish, even when you're not going so well yourself. Manchester United, as you could hear there by the famous Mark Goldbridge himself, lost 4-0 to Brentford and they were 4-0 down in 34 minutes. Now, I went to the Man United Crystal Palace game at the MCG just under a month ago. And I'll tell you what, Man United actually looked pretty good. They were pressing well. Obviously, Ronaldo wasn't in that team, but Sancho looked really good. Rashford looked really good. You know, their defense was pretty solid. I was like, damn, like they actually, you know, they look all right here. Not obviously challenging for the Premier League, but I think they'll, you know, Champions League that. And as you'll hear in my big call later, I don't think they're going to get absolutely anywhere. But Manchester United lost 4-0 to Brentford. Before last year, Brentford had never been in the top flight of English football. Never. And they lost to them. The famous Man United lost to them. And you can't blame the manager. This is not the manager's fault. These are the players. You have spent £1.25 billion in the last 10 years on signings. And you might have a handful that are half decent. A handful. You're, I don't know who's in charge of the recruitment there, but it's been shocking. You sacked Jose Mourinho because he wasn't good enough for you. You got in, oh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Ole's at the wheel. And he was absolutely rubbish for you. Now you got this guy in, and he's two games in, you're already blaming the manager. How about you blame the captain, Harry Maguire? The worst captain in Man United history. People were booing him earlier in the season when we, when I went to the game uh, against Crystal Palace at the MCG. And look, this is rich. Liverpool right now are in the mud. We've struggled. You know, not a great start to the season by any stretch of the imagination. But at least we didn't lose 4-0 to Brentford. So any Manchester United fans out there, just let you know I'm going to be reminding you of this for a significant amount of time. And uh, I really hope it continues for the sake of every soccer fan imaginable. Um, So, yeah, Man United, you're in the mud. Now, I know we've spoken about the AFL quite a bit in this podcast, but I've found something, especially on Friday night, and I was pretty angry about it, and uh, it's going to be my 60-second rant. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Now, I have got 60 seconds on the clock here. You all know the drill if you've listened to a few episodes before. This is about AFL umpires taking forever to to make their decisions. And three, Three, two, two, one, we're underway. Now, what realm do umpires think that it's all about them? Oh, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's not all about you. On Friday night, Joe Danaher got tackled and... No lie, he was on the ground getting tackled for about 10 seconds. It was the most clear holding the ball you can see. They let the ball get out. 10 seconds. I'm not I'm not even lying. Sometimes I, I you know may exaggerate on this podcast. I literally went and timed it before I started this segment. The AFL umpires, they wonder why people are turning off the game. And I know I bag umpires all the time. I know I absolutely know I do, and I know I've copped some grief for it. But the fact is that AFL umpires are single-handedly making the game more confusing, making people turn off the game, making people not turn up to the games. They wonder why the AFL is currently in its worst attendance in 25 years because you've got these green maggots running around thinking it's all about them. Umpires, if we don't notice you, you're doing a good job. 
That's the 60 seconds up. A bit more pedestrian of a rant today. Um, just because, you know, the umpires have copped enough from me over the 13 episodes that I've had. I just wanted to keep it a bit on the low. But it's not all about you umpires. So just, you know, let the players play. And when you see a, a free kick, blow it. You know, you want to get the game moving? Do that. I want to do a quick segment on the NRL, and I really haven't spoken about that on the podcast before. Now, this happened, I believe, two weeks ago, um, and I'm a bit late to the party, but the Canberra Raiders coach said this after the game in regards to a specific player that uh, during the game kicked another one uh of the players in an area that isn't very uh, isn't very nice, and it was a very physical game. He only got ten minutes in the sin bin, which was a bit of a disgrace. Now the Canberra Raiders coach said this: "I've had history with that kid. I know that kid very well. He's, he was a weak gutted dog as a kid, and he hasn't changed now. He's a weak gutted dog person now." So calling someone a weak gutted dog didn't go down too well at the NRL headquarters. He got suspended for a game and got a twenty thousand dollar fine. Now. Don't get me wrong, those comments shouldn't be made by a professional coach, um, regardless of his position, whether he, you know, whatever sport, I don't care. But there's a bit of a thing, if you're dishing out some of the things that that player did, you know, kicking a, a bloke in the old twig and berries and, you know, getting into scruffles all the time, I reckon if you dish it out, you got to be willing to take it. So I think maybe the fine was suitable, but I think the game suspension is a bit excessive. Um, you can go online and find the video for yourself, but that there is one of the more unique press conference moments you will ever see, and it uh, yeah provided a bit of entertainment. It'd be quite interesting if you saw some AFL coaches or Craig Bellamy, uh, the Melbourne Storm coach, go after a couple of players like that. That would make it really interesting. Now it is time for the fan favourite, Jordan's Big Call fate of the universe on the line or the martians have the death beam pointed at earth you better hit it i want iguadala all right my big call for this week keeping with the man united theme and me continually shitting on them i'm making the big call that they will not even make the europa league they will be in the conference league uh come the end of the season now Granted, they've started rubbish, so this may not be considered a very outlandish call, but you think with a team like then they'd get back to their best at some stage. But that is my call. I am not, or I believe that Manchester United will not even make the Europa League in that. Looking at some of my other big calls, we've got a few coming out this week. Western Bulldogs won't make finals. I made that call back in episode 10. It all comes down to this week. And uh, hopefully, for my sake, they don't make it. But again, if they make it, that means Carlton Falls out no one likes Carlton so it's a little bit of a you know do I get the big call or do I get uh the you know every what everybody wants another one that came true is West Coast will finish bottom four that is locked in a team that finished I think ninth or tenth last year now in the bottom four that is a big call success right there and then we got a lot of pending ones that are still going so that is my big call for this week Man United will not even make the Europa League all right, that is the end of episode 13 of Aussie Talks. I'd like to thank you all for tuning into this podcast. We spoke about the AFL, NFL, NRL, EPL, so a lot of sports. As you can tell in this podcast, we had our 60-second rant and we had our big call.
Now, I'd like to uh, apologize for the fact that there's been, again, another extended break between podcasts. I've really got to work on getting those more out for you so you can enjoy them. Now, the next episode of this podcast is Everything Goes to Plan. We will be having a guest on who plays cricket for Queensland and is in the current Australia A team. So stay tuned for that. If everything everything runs smoothly and to plan, that will be coming soon to all of you. So stay tuned on all the socials for Aussie Talks. And uh, thanks again for listening and catch you later.